Welcome to Command of Her Own, a Star Trek podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin. And I'm your host, Jen. And we're back after a brief hiatus due to some scheduling difficulties. And we're going to get caught up on all of the Star Trek Discovery news. If you want to go into Season 2 without knowing speculation about storylines, or if you haven't checked out the trailers or started watching the Star Trek short treks yet, you might want to skip this one because that's mostly what we're going to be talking about. Jen? Yeah? I haven't started watching the short treks yet. Should I skip this one? <laughs> yes, maybe. Oh, that's going to we- be a boring episode for you. <laughs> we... we- so we might not be talking about the short treks. There's only one that's aired so far. I, I don't care if you spoil it for me. I just, I haven't had okay. a chance to watch it yet. Okay. It's um, been a little crazy here in the Caitlin household. Yes, because Caitlin um, went to go, went to New York for right. New York Comic Con. Yes. And I saw all of our Star Trek stars there. We were in the same room. So exciting. Like there was, there was five thousand other people in the room, but I like to think that Michelle Yeo and I had like a subtle emotional connection. Like she could feel me across the crowd, right? You know, and right. my love for her, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, that's what I like to think. I'll believe it. Yeah. Either way, I've been blessed. Yes. By Michelle Yeo's presence. Yes. And everybody else. I mean, Sneak was pretty great, too, and Mary Wiseman, and I guess the men, whatever. I don't yeah. care about them. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Although, oh, shoot, as per Caitlin's usual, I remember no one's name, but uh, the actor who plays Culber, he was he was pretty good. Wilson Cruz. Yeah, Wilson Cruz. He was, he was really great, and yeah. he definitely went on a, a voting rant, which happened at a lot of panels I went to there, and I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. I will say the entire cast joined in and there was a lot of applause. I bet. Um, I feel like it's very timely for us, too, because there's like we have local elections right now. Yeah. And then uh, a referendum. And yeah. So. Yeah, that's fair. I will say, you know what happens? What is it? Tomorrow? What's that? Uh, marijuana is legal here in Canada. <laughs> oh, yes. That's tomorrow. I'm, mm-hmm. I've lost all sense of dates right now. Um, uh, for a second, there, I thought it was today, but I th- I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So when this episode is out, marijuana will be legal here in Canada. Yes. Cheers to how much money we're going to make. Because <laughs> I don't actually smoke pot, but I am excited for hopefully for, for our government taking advantage of this thing. Yes. Yeah. There's a, There's a whole array of issues about this that are good and bad and i think most mostly good hopefully will pan out mostly good too i do hope so also yeah anyways that's neither here nor there with our podcast yeah yeah um i'm gonna start with the important announcement that we now have a release date for season two yes yes it's january 17th which is a thursday Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm and then I believe it's going to work the same way where it's going to air live and then be released on the streaming services, like the, depending on, depending on which streaming network you're using. Um, some have negotiated like a midnight release and some have negotiated 24 hours, like Canada, where we are. 
Okay. Um, that is a Thursday, I believe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's a Wednesday and then the next day I get it as Thursday or if it's a Thursday and the next day we get it as a Friday. Which I have not been able to confirm if that's going to be their normal release date. Like if they're shifting it from a Sunday to a Thursday release. Right. So we might have to switch the days we record. Yeah. Um, Which actually does not work for my schedule in the slightest. I know. (laughs) They're complications. It may just be because if you write the date for January 17th, day month, it's 1701. And that's the um, numeric call sign of the Enterprise. Oh, okay. So people were speculating maybe they just picked that because 1701, that's the Enterprise's number. We just met the Enterprise. And then it'll go back to normal, but I haven't seen any official news about what the actual release schedule is, so I don't know. I guess we shall see. Yeah. Sundays were good, though. I liked Sundays. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll see what it ends up being, and we may just keep our reigning place as the latest recorded Star Trek Discovery recap podcast. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, did you watch the trailer that came out from New York Comic Con? That I got to see on a big screen with all the actors. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. (laughs) Kate's just rubbing it in. Well, to be fair, it actually pisses me off a lot that they then just released the trailer for everyone 10 minutes later, but... Right. (sighs) 10 years ago, that never would have happened. Yeah. It's fine. Carry on. Yeah. Um, Yes, there there was two trailers released. Oh, that's right. We we did talk about the one trailer because that's the one that ends with the sneeze that Mm -hmm. I didn't like. And yes, I did watch this trailer as well. And what did you think of it kind of going a little, you know, mysticism? I liked that, mm-hmm. actually. Okay. Um, I did too. I just wasn't sure what your thoughts were on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things I like about it is that it's it's exploring different facets of Vulcan society. Mm-hmm. Um, stereotypically, Vulcans are like logic, don't show emotions. Uh, if you get to know, if you, there's a few times when there's more about Vulcan culture explored in different TV shows mm-hmm. and a little bit in the movies. And they go into the historical and cultural reasons why the society has evolved that way. Mm -hmm. And you also get more of a sense that Vulcan society is not monolithic, that not all Vulcans, uh, you know, ascribe to the same way of living. And so this is, I think, going to show us some of that diversity, which is kind of nice because when it's a monolithic alien culture is like this, then it tends to come across as like, they get used as like archetypes for very heavy handed kind of morality lessons instead of going more into like in-depth characters and who have conflict and things like that. So I think it's just going to be richer storytelling. I like it too. And I feel like we saw a brief glimpse of their mom, Spock's mom, and uh, 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 I was going to say Sonequa, uh, <laughs> Michael Burnham's uh, stepmom or adopted mom, whatever. Yeah, I think there was. What the shit is her name, the character? I want to say Amanda. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew it was something like mundane and not alien y at all, which. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm just scrolling through. 
Trek movies recap, but they don't have a shot of it pulled out. So she she hugs somebody just after like talking about their family. And it looked like a woman with dark hair. So I assumed. Mm. Okay. Yep. Um, I have to say this is like a small little bit. What did you think of the red angel? Well, I assume. Okay. Like the way the way it looks. Yes. Or what? Yes. Uh, that was fine. I don't know. Why? Okay. Is it, because... Does it remind you of something Star Trek-y? <laughs> no. Um, I had some people message me after the trailer came out, and they were saying things like, what is with the vagina? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so. I honestly didn't notice that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Or it was like a, a giant eyeball, or yeah. I, I mean, I'm hoping when I'm we sorry, see do it, do you think those two things look? You know what? No. Let's not get into it. No, no, I don't think they look similar. Um, unless you're looking at like the close-up photograph of your eye that the eye doctor takes of like your your optic nerve. I've actually never been to an eye doctor. <sighs> Anyways, carry on. Anyways. I'm hoping that when we see it in episode, it will uh, have more screen time to it. So, I mean, yeah, a sure trailer is very fast paced and, yeah. you know. I'm sure that they're trying to keep it all uh, mysterious at the moment. Right. Yes. And uh, they did talk about about that at the panel that they are going to be getting a bit more into like the the Vulcan mysticism side of things and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I heard, I think it was Sonequa say that um, after season two, nobody is going to wonder why Spock never mentions his sister. Right. Yes. Yes, she did. Right. Yeah. So, so all, all these things would kind of like put to rest. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the, oh, I don't remember who they had there, but the writers or showrunners, whoever they were, mm-hmm. did sort of, talk a bit about how a lot of the complaints that people had about season one about how you know Lorca wasn't very starfleety and how that was all explained Mm -hmm. how we all we just have to keep trusting them right my issue with that is that um a lot of viewers aren't like a lot of people are gonna like start watching a few episodes and then bail right like um I'm sure that they took that into account though you know, they, that they knew that that was going to happen. They may have. And, like, to, to use a parallel that, like, I haven't myself watched, but uh, Iron 3, or Iron 3, Iron Fist just got canceled. Yeah. And I know from people who do watch it, like, right at the end of the season they were on, they were, like, sticking through it even though it wasn't crappy. And then right at the end, they kind of did something different that started making it interesting. And then it was canceled. And it was like, if it's taking that long for your show to actually, you know, reach a point where people are interested, it's too late. Uh, Iron Fist had other problems, though. Like, it wasn't just that it wasn't reaching the right audience. It was that it was being kind of racist and misogynistic and terrible. Uh, Okay. You know, so it had other issues going on where maybe people would have given it a bigger benefit of the doubt. Mm Because I love the Netflix... um, Marvel series, but I never watched a single episode of that one because I just heard terrible, terrible things about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it had more going on. Mm-hmm. 
But I do agree that that that's a risk that they're taking. Yeah. I mean, I'm really hopeful with the start of season two. Mm -hmm. Just because, like I said, when we were talking about the other trailer was it felt a lot more like Star Trek. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, if they get canceled, I guess we uh, just talk about sci-fi movies forever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or forever on hiatus. That's right. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, a few other things from the second trailer mm -hmm. that I want to mention. Mm -hmm. um, Klingons. We got a glimpse of those. I didn't notice them either time that I have watched this trailer. But I was definitely there when they talked about them. Okay. Um, I know a lot of fans are really happy because there's a brief look at a Klingon battlecruiser, mm -hmm. which is like the classic Klingon battlecruiser. Mm -hmm. A lot of big Klingon fans were upset with the ship design in season one of Discovery. Gotcha. Uh, so here we're getting much more into a classic uh, sort of look. Uh, there was a few glimpses of a, a Klingon with white hair and important hair. Yeah, I think that's what's-her-face, isn't it? Um, okay, so there's a super old Klingon with white hair, and then there's also Laurel with hair. Oh, okay, yeah. Because the super old Klingon had, like, this thing he held out, and it almost looked like the double-bladed lightsaber that he activated. I missed all of this in the trailer. Jeez. Oh, yeah. It, it was a very fast scene, and the only reason I'm remembering partly is because I'm scrolling through a really good recap on trekmovie.com. I mean, you could share that link with me so I can see what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. I guess I guess I can. The internet connects us, Jen. I know. Fire? Oh, okay. I see the vagina eyeball now. Mm -hmm. Ah, this woman that she said. Yeah, yeah. Amanda Grayson right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They agree with me. Just okay. under the red angel vagina. Okay. Spock with facial <sighs> hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Where's Laurel? Oh, that, oh shit, that's... No wonder I didn't recognize her. Mm -hmm. For me, like, I don't know if I'm just bad with people, but hair completely changes a person. Oh, yeah. Like, I yes. have... Well, this one's a little bit embarrassing, but I have introduced myself to somebody four different times. <laughs> Maybe it was three. It was three different times, and on the third time, she pulled out her phone and showed me a picture of the two of us together. <laughs> Hairstyle so, matters. Yep. Yeah, I'm real bad at that. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people, myself included, are excited about Klingons with hair. Mm -hmm. And I liked that we got to see a little bit of what's happening on the Klingon side of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I am curious if the two storylines are going to run... Um, parallel or if they're going to be crossing over i gotta say my very favorite thing in tv is when you have like those two seemingly unconnected parallel storylines that somehow come together at the end and when they do it really well i i love that shit oh yeah yeah no i agree i enjoy that a lot too uh it's hard to do but when mm -hmm. it's done well it could be really good they did talk about uh the whole hair thing and how they've decided to play that in that in a time before Klingons shave their head or don't grow their hair and now they're at peace so they're growing their hair oh okay see I hadn't heard that but I know a lot of people have been speculating that it was maybe just like again trying to show the Klingons not as a monolithic cultural society 
but that like these factions here, you know, follow this style and these other Klingons here follow this style and it's kind of like royal fashions influencing things. So when those Klingons get more power and they have hair, other people have hair as well and sort of like that. But but okay. They were just all shaving or because it was war. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. Or at least for Lorel, that's the explanation. Hmm. Gotcha. Oh yeah, it even says that here in the in the overview. They're regrowing their long locks after shaving them as a wartime ritual. Well, I gotta say, Klingon hair grows fast then, because a lot of these pictures show quite long hair on Klingons. Yep. And then I'm assuming that you do not care that Spock has hair. Uh, there was a big freak out in oh. the room when that came on. People were like, what? What's with this facial hair? Yeah. Same thing online that I saw. People were like, nope, nope. Can't be Spock. And other people were like, well, they, they showed uh, there, there are some other uh, images of Spock from the original series. Yeah. Where he's got longer, shaggier hair for various reasons. And I'm like, you know from the trailer that he has been missing. And I'm like, what makes you think wherever he's been, he has been able to groom? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, this is just not hard, people. Um, yes, I, d I don't see this as like a, you know... A long-term aesthetic choice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I didn't think that either. I'm I mean, sure I think he's it looks seen himself in a mirror and gone, oh, <laughs> that's not Spock. Um, I think it looks good on the actor. Mm -hmm. So I, I was fine with it that way. But uh, yeah, it was cause for some controversy. And then what did you think about uh, Michelle Yeo coming back as a secret Obviously, agent? Obviously, I loved it. Uh-huh. And the actor who plays Pika mentioned that Pike doesn't know that she's from the Mirror Universe. He thinks that this is proper Jojo. 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 Giorgio. Yes. So that will be an interesting dynamic, I think, coming up. Yeah, because, like, Starfleet officially doesn't want it getting out that there are these mirror universes. Yeah. So I heard that they keep it really, like, you know, nobody can know about this. Well, in this particular case, I think it's hilarious because it's like everybody but the captain knows. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've heard from things that, you know, the character of the Empress, she's not stupid, so she knows she has to play like this, but she yeah. also it, like plays with Pike and like flirts with him and does little things that like could be read either way just to like yeah mess with him. And so I think there's gonna be a lot of uh funny scenes like that. Yeah. Uh that are I'm entertaining. Really looking forward to seeing Michelle Yeo on a role like that. I feel like it's not something at least here Western audiences get to see too much from her. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and I, I'm actually, from the little snips I've seen of Anson Mount as Pike, mm -hmm. I have, I, like, I think that that chemistry and that back and forth is going to work really well. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, he talked a lot about what type of captain he is and how he's, he's not like a, I am, I am in charge, absolutely thing. He's more of a, he wants everybody's opinions. 
mm-hmm. you know, and when he's all out of ideas, he's very much like, who's got an idea? Let's let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be a, a different dynamic than mm-hmm. usual. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like in a lot of Star Treks, like Lorca was very much, you do as I say, even if it's against the rules. Yeah. And even like classically, I guess, you know, Kirk was that, well, we'll figure it out, you know, like everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And Picard is more, I have some morals to lend to your ear, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm generalizing them, obviously. Yeah. So anyways, I think this will be fun. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of other little small snippets, like um, the part where uh, one of the only Stamets bits we see, but Stamets is like aiming something and fires an energy beam at Tilly and like pulls something out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what's going on with that. And there was a really interesting bit with Saru where he's like injured and he's like laying on a bed of grass, but it looks like he's in a room and there's just like plants all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that looked really interesting. And that's probably his homeworld because we are going to see his homeworld. Yeah. Yeah. And him and, and Sneakwa talked about how they, because in this season, we're going to meet her brother and his sister like Saru's sister. Okay. They also play a lot where like while they've not had their siblings, for the two of them they've had a very sibling relationship. Okay. So I, I thought that was interesting. Mhm. Mhm. The other performance I am excited to see mm-hmm. is that they have of course the number one character from the Enterprise. Yes. Played by Rebecca 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 Romian? Romaine. Romaine. Is that how you say it? Okay. Rebecca Romaine. So I'll be interested to see that. From what I've seen, it looks really good. And mm-hmm. hopefully it'll give us a chance to, like, get that classic TOS feeling. S- sanitizing out all of the incredible, like, sexism and misogyny that was there mm-hmm. from the cage. Hopefully. Really hopefully. I think they'd have to F it up pretty royally. So, yeah. I'm excited. It looks good. Yeah, me too. The other thing from the panel that I thought I'd mention is um, Wilson Cruz mentioned about his character that we find him exactly where we've left him. And he could say no more. Okay. (laughs) That must have been hard for the actor to be there and be like, I can't say anything specific. But yeah, (laughs) that's it. Or maybe he said he's exactly where we've left him or something like that. He was very particular about how he worded it. Yeah. So I'm I'm very interested in that storyline and I hope I hope they do it justice, you know? I hope they don't just bring him back to shut people up. If that makes sense. Right. I mean, not that that would be wrong. I I really like the character and the actor, so Yeah. That's fine too, I guess. Yeah. But I still hope it's a good story and that it works. Me too. Did you watch the short episode that's out? Uh the Star Trek shorts? Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? I did, yeah. Um, I really did like it. Uh, so the first Star Trek shorts episode is entitled Runaway. And this is the one that focuses on Tilly. And she encounters an unexpected visitor in need of help. And there are a few bits in it that I hope they pick up on in season one, like, or season two, sorry. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was... 
it was really great. And I felt like the only thing I kind of... You don't have to be vague. Just talk about it. I don't care if you spoil it for me. Okay. So basically uh, what happens in Runaway is that you see there's some cargo being brought on to Discovery. Mm -hmm. And they start quarantine. And then you see Tilly having a hollow... a hologram, hollow whatever conversation with her mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tilly's in the command training program. And her mother is just like basically expressing all her doubts that she can do it. And, you know, you know, tearing Tilly down and Tilly's been having lots of coffee. And then the conversation ends and Tilly is like screams into her pillow. And then she goes to the cafeteria and she orders a quadruple espresso and the computer tells her that amount of caffeine is not recommended (laughs) and um and then it's oh and then the cargo bay you had seen like something like a hand come out of like this cargo container and get cut and this alien creature can like camouflage and then it's in the mess hall with tilly and it's like running around and like freaking her out Mm -hmm. And causes a whole big, like, mess of flying food. And Tilly manages to get a hold of her tricorder and scan it and get her universal translator out. And it's this alien creature whose name ends up, Tilly calls her Poe. And she's run away from home. And it's just a new warp species. Mm -hmm. So they've just, um, they've just discovered warp technology. And... Tilly just like talks to her. They talk back and forth about why she left and what's going on and everything like that. And it turns out that the planet that she's from, uh, first of all, she's like an engineering genius and she's built a device to recrystallize dilithium Mm -hmm. because her planet is a source of dilithium. And I'm going to tell Kate, in case she doesn't know, that dilithium is what powers warp drives. I actually think I did know that somewhere. Okay. It was back, like, we've talked about it before. It was back there somewhere, you know, right in my brain. So dilithium has always been, like, an extremely strategically important mineral. And getting something that can, like, recrystallize it would basically allow them to, I think, recycle dilithium based on my knowledge of this, you know, fictional mineral mm-hmm. and warp technology. So anyways, Tilly realizes, like, how important this is. And apparently everyone on her planet was just, like, going crazy and being vultures and she this alien feels as though she is her planet's twin like she says that you know we were born at the same time and yeah it was really interesting and then she realizes that she has to go back and defend her twin and then it turns out she was like the queen and then till he beams her back and you know there were moments where like it was kind of like it was speaking to the fans of like you have to give you have to give things a chance and like people being vultures and jumping all over things and like right. and criti- yeah i can't pin down some of the specific lines but the only thing i was kind of like lukewarm about is it felt like it was like the writers talking to some of the fans who weren't you know happy with some of the decisions the writers made right that was the only part i felt lukewarm about the rest of it was really good um really good glimpse into you know what Tilly is going through and seeing how stressed out she is mm-hmm. and then the only thing I also didn't quite like I was like ah you're in the command training program she didn't notify anyone on the ship that Poe was there she just beamed her off um didn't report it 
Oh, and then Poe, before she leaves, gives Tilly a little tiny Delithium crystal. Oh, that's cute. So it's like, oh, is that crystal going to come up again at some point in season two? Is it going to be useful? Is this character of Poe, who was really interesting as well, is she going to come up again in season two? Because that would be interesting as well. Um, yeah. So it was good. For 15 minutes, it was good. Cool. And yeah, I know a lot of people had problems with the fact that Tilly didn't report it. The computer didn't detect, um, a, you know, an intruder. And that Tilly could beam her back to her planet. So. Right. Which, I mean, you only have 15 minutes. I can, like, headcanon many different explanations for all the different things. Right. Um, but whatever. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was entertaining. I should look up what the next one is. The next short trek is titled Calypso. And this one stars Aldous Hodge. Who finds himself aboard a deserted ship. Right, okay. And it airs in November, and it's not telling me the date in November. Oh, Thursday, November 8th. Almost the best day of the month. <laughs> Almost. And that is the one that is going to be by the writer. Mm-hmm. And Michael, Michael Chabon. Chabon, did we figure out what? I don't anyway. think we ever did. But no. I, I know the one you mean. And it's, that one's going to be directed by Olatunde Osunsunmi, which I believe is one of the directors who directed a few of season one episodes. So, Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, and we basically get one a month, and then we'll be back to season two. Crazy. And I'm trying to think now if there was any other important... Star Trek news that came out. I did just read something about somebody being cast as an alien for one episode. Yes. Javier Botet. Yes. I've... Old alien. Yeah. He's apparently a friend of uh, Doug Jones, because they probably play a lot of the same types of parts. Yeah. Yeah. So one episode, a guest alien role. It's an old creature, but I'm not going to tell you what creature is what he was quoted as saying. So there's some speculation that it could be a member of Saru's family, or it could be one of the old aliens from the original Star Trek. Uh, the only confirmation we have about Saru's family and who we're going to meet is his sister. So I don't know if they just mm -hmm. didn't tell us anything else or if we're not going to meet anyone else. Right. But we're definitely meeting his sister. Cool. Yeah. So there's definitely some things to look forward to in season two. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. And this could just be me being hopeful, but I feel like from the trailer and from everything that people have said, it just mm -hmm. feels like the overall story is going to be a little bit more put together than it was in season one. That's the way it feels right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because season one kind of felt like we were just tripping into each episode. I mean, I liked a lot of them, mm -hmm. but it they they felt very disjointed. Yeah, and they had to get through, like, the whole war. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was kind of rushed, especially when you started off with what almost felt like a prequel episode. Yeah. As well. I mean, when you think about it, there were several mirror episodes, the prequel episode, and it was not like a full 22-episode season, right? So, yeah, it was a lot. Any other news you want to talk about? 
think no, so. No, I think that's yeah. it for news. Oh, mm-hmm. um, oh. Uh, Sneaker also mentioned that her husband's going to be in this in season two. And oh, she, really? Yeah, he's going to have a small part. And she was very excited about it. And she, she, was, she was just very cute about it. <sighs> awesome. Yeah. I, I expect she enjoyed I, working with him. I have no idea who her husband is. Because I don't know most modern actors. Uh, I don't think he was... Like, I don't think I had heard of him either. Okay. I will look it so, up quickly right now. Sorry, carry on. It'll be interesting to see who we spot in, in the episodes. Occupation spouse. His name is Kenrick Green. Oh, he has apparently been in The Walking Dead. Mm. Which, so is she. So maybe maybe they met that, there. I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah. They've been together since 2010. They have a kid. Who knew? Oh, well. Not me. Do you have any recommendations? My recommendation is going to be to have regular eye exams. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) No, I I have nothing this week. I've had all this time to think of stuff. And yeah, I I can't think of anything in particular to recommend. I mean, I guess eye exams are all right. (laughs) I don't. I mean, I'm not going to. No, I didn't think so. But you don't have eye problems in your family, per se, right? Like, Oh, I'm sure I'll need glasses when I'm, like, in my 40s. Because my mom did. And my dad was, like, blind to the day that he was born. Not blind. No, but he, I he mean, like, eyesight. like, in our family, there's, like, macular degeneration, glaucoma, cataracts. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, we don't really have problems like that. Yeah, so. Anyways, um, my recommendation is pumpkin pie. That is a good recommendation. I had some on the weekend that I made, and it was just real fucking delicious. <laughs> it's just really good. Um, and then Kate and I did see each other in person. Yes, we did. And took no pictures together. No. That's like um, our fourth time since starting this show that we've yeah. been in each other's company and not proven it. Yeah. But- and... Uh, Kate even, uh, there was a very delicious Earl Grey pie there as well. Oh, yeah, there was. But I didn't make that one. No, no. It was purchased. It was very nice. And I finally figured out that you should pair something uh, citrus with it. Yes. Yes. But really, what, what I meant about this whole pumpkin pie thing was, you know, it's my favorite season now. And we should all just enjoy it to its max. Have a pumpkin pie every weekend. (laughs) have you know have all those do all those fall things that you dream about doing during that long terribleness that is summer don't just stay inside like i do that is a good tip i actually well i i would not make a pie from scratch but i did buy a box of like pumpkin loaf quick bread Mm -hmm. mix Mm -hmm. and uh my husband you know greatly raised his eyebrows at that and then he put it away somewhere that he didn't tell me (laughs) so he was just like nope theoretically i was like yeah i could you know because there's different ways you can mix it in the from the box instructions and everything like that i was like oh i could make some cookies or a loaf or something and Mm -hmm. he's like put it away and he does not object to the flavor it's just i am so not the the person who bakes and cooks in our house right yes and it's not something he would use i'm sure he was just like this box is in my way here's a boxy place i can put it and like stuck it somewhere not obvious for me so i'm like right where is it 
Okay. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, Halloween's in 15 days. Uh, we should all have a pumpkin beer and a pumpkin pie and some pumpkin chocolate and some candy. Yeah. I love fall, okay? I like to soak it in. I, I do enjoy fall as well. All right, let's wrap <sighs> okay. her up. Yeah, thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments you would like to share, what were your thoughts on the trailers? What are you looking forward to in season two? Are you watching the short treks? What do you think of those? Wait, 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 um, wait, wait. Most important what? question. Yes. Do you think this Spock is hotter than the other Spocks? Oh, yes. Send us your ranking of Spocks by hotness. Okay. Yes, we will We will weigh in next time. Yes. Yes. Um, you can contact us at a command of her own at gmail.com or on Twitter at command of her own. And we are even on Instagram, instagram.com slash a command of her own. And I really need to get posting again our crossword puzzle there. We're almost finished, I think. So next time we will be talking about the Star Trek Discovery premiere again. Yes. Um, sort of as like a one year anniversary and a month late know, now, but you know, whatever. Month, yeah. It's fine. Um, and I think it's kind of a good like lead up to season two coming out because I do too. Yeah. So until next time. Yeah. Bye everyone. Bye. I'm looking at the notes for a different podcast. That's... <laughs> you were trying to remember when you saw Bilbo in the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> My life in a nutshell. Jesus. <laughs>